The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experiences Unexplained. My name is Jesse Clark, and happy Halloween, everyone. The best day of the year is finally here. It is personally my favorite holiday, and I'm sure a lot of you enjoy this holiday as well if you enjoy this podcast, because this is where we talk about anything spooky, creepy, and paranormal. If you are new to this show, I just want to say welcome, and you chose a great night to join us, the best night of the year for spooky, creepy stories. Here on this show, Experiences Unexplained, we listen to people's personal paranormal experiences and discuss what happened. If you have a paranormal experience that you would like to submit to the show and have us talk about it, simply visit our website at experiencesunexplained.com and click on the Submit Your Experience tab. Or better yet, you can call our hotline and leave your story in your own words. If you would like to have your voice featured on this podcast and your story, simply call our hotline at 1-270-290-0900. The hotline has the ability to record a five-minute long voicemail. After that, you will get cut off. So if your story happens to be longer than five minutes, simply just call back and continue your story from where you left off. And I really want to stress that your story doesn't have to be a ghost story. Most of the experiences you have heard on this show so far have been ghost stories, but that's just because that's more of my personal experience. I would absolutely love to hear any of your stories, whether it be a cryptid sighting, you know, such as Bigfoot or the Mothman or Dogman, or whether it be a UFO sighting or an alien sighting. Maybe you think you've been abducted by an alien. No topic is off topic or too weird to discuss. Some of my most favorite strange and unusual stories have nothing to do with ghosts. So please, if you have any strange experience at all, feel free to share with us. I could really use the support and help keeping this show going with fresh new stories. And with it being Halloween, a wonderful holiday, I thought it would be cool to ask you all if you've experienced anything weird on Halloween. 
It is a common belief around this time of year, specifically on Halloween, that the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest. Some believe that it is more common to experience paranormal activity around this time of year, and you can also communicate with the dead more easily. And with it being Halloween, I thought it would be fun just to kind of give a brief history on how Halloween came about and why we still celebrate it today. Now I'm pulling this information from the History Channel and I will link this article down below in the show notes. Halloween is a holiday celebrated each year on October 31st. The tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival known as Samhain, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints and that would soon be known as All Saints Day. And this holiday incorporated some of the same traditions as the original Celtic festival. The evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve, and later Halloween. The ancient Celtic festival of Samhain was used to celebrate the new year and time for harvest, and this was celebrated on November 1st. They often associated the end of summer and harvest with the dead following the cold and dark winter. They believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to the earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging their crops, The Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the droids, or the Celtic priests, to make predictions about the future. For a people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. To commemorate the event, the droids would build huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn their crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes typically consisting of animal heads and skins and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I think about a group of ancient people practicing rituals around a bonfire and having animal sacrifices and burning the carcasses and wearing animal heads and skin as costumes... That freaks me out, and that just is straight-up nightmare fuel, and I think that really helps us appreciate more where the holiday of Halloween comes from and where it originated. I just imagine myself walking through the woods at night during a cold, like, creepy evening and then stumbling across a group of people gathered around a bonfire wearing dead animals, and I just, I can't imagine that. That just sounds so scary to me. But I would say in modern times, things have definitely toned down quite a bit. We don't really do that anymore, as you all know. It's more about the kids now. We dress up in costumes still, but we hand out candy instead of dead animal body parts. That's about as far as I'm going to go into the history of Halloween. I just thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about where this holiday came from and why we still celebrate it today. 
Like I said, I will link the article that goes into much further detail in the history of Halloween in the show notes if you want to read more and find out more about it. But this show isn't so much a history show, it's more so a personal experience documentary type of show. So that's what I'm going to talk about now. I figured with it being Halloween that I would talk about some creepy experiences that I've had in my local hometown cemetery. I think in most towns, the local cemetery is usually one of the places that sticks out to people as being creepy and giving off a weird vibe, so I thought it would be a good topic to talk about on Halloween night. As I have discussed on previous episodes, I grew up in a small town in central Kentucky known as Paris, Kentucky, and there really wasn't much to do in this town. And given that there wasn't much to do around town, we often tried to find things to do outdoors, such as skateboarding or riding our bikes or, you know, just playing outdoors. We did that all the time. And where my parents' home was located in my childhood home, we were actually only like two or three blocks away from the local cemetery. So when we were bored as kids, it was not uncommon for us to go ride our bikes around the cemetery. There would be, like most cemeteries, there's a road for cars to drive down and it kind of makes like a little track that people often walk or run and jog and ride bikes. So there was one day that I remember... I can't exactly recall who all was there. I know for a fact it was me and my brother. We may have had another friend there with us, but as far as I can remember, it was just me and my brother at the cemetery. And we were just riding our bikes through the cemetery like we always do. We usually made like a couple laps. Sometimes we would stop and there was a little pond in the middle of the cemetery. Sometimes we would stop there and hang out by the pond. And we would also stop and pay our respects to some of our family members that were actually buried in the cemetery. And not only that, we also explored and read interesting tombstones and headstones that caught our eye. And they also have like big war memorial monuments. And we would read the names and kind of explore those territories there as well. And I would like to add that we did all this respectively. You know, we weren't there to cause any destruction or cause any mischief or anything like that. We were just bored kids in a small town and we liked to hang out at the cemetery sometimes. Well, on this particular day, like I said, I believe it was only me and my brother, and we had been doing some laps around the cemetery. And while we were riding our bikes through the cemetery and doing laps around the road of the cemetery, we noticed that there was an elderly lady that had been tending to some of the graves. She was using one of the water spigots to fill up a empty jug to water the flowers and kind of tend to the flowers at one of the graves. And my brother and I, we both saw this lady. You know, we didn't really pay her any attention. We just kind of rode on our bikes past her. You know, we may have nodded or gave a slight polite wave and just continued down across the uh, way to the cemetery. I can't remember the exact length of a single lap completely around the cemetery, but it's a decent distance and it's a fairly good-sized cemetery. The cemetery was actually first opened in 1847, and when it first opened, families actually moved their dead loved ones to the new cemetery. So there's a decent amount of tombstones and history to this property. I wasn't trying to give a history lesson about the cemetery, I just wanted to express how big of a cemetery this actually is. 
And at the time of the story, I was probably like eight or nine years old. My brother was probably 12 or 13. So we were at a rather agile age, especially when we're riding bicycles. We were especially moving faster than an elderly lady would, which I would predict she would be somewhere around her mid to late 70s or early 80s. The reason I say this is because when my brother kept racing each other on our bikes and rode all the way across the cemetery to the opposite side of the cemetery, we saw that lady again. It's important to note that when we first saw this lady, it was just her by herself using a watering spout and filling up a empty plastic jug. We didn't see a car or a vehicle or anyone else near or around her to give her a ride to the opposite side of the cemetery. And I can't remember what she was doing now. She may have just been looking at another grave or tending to another grave, maybe pulling weeds or something. But I just remember it was the same exact lady and we had no idea how she beat us across the cemetery with no car in her early 80s or late 70s and we were on bikes. Now, I don't want to speculate too much here, and this isn't a crystal clear memory for me. Like I said, I was a younger age, and I've told this story several times over, so I don't want to add details that didn't actually exist. I can't remember if it was either me or my brother, but one of us made the connection that, hey, this was the same lady that we just saw over there, and she beat us over here somehow with no car. And I think it freaked us out so much that we just left the cemetery after we made that connection. I can't for sure say that that was a full body apparition and a ghost that we saw in that cemetery that day, but it was quite a strange experience. In hindsight, I kind of wish we went back and tried to have a conversation with that lady, but as far as I can remember, we just left the cemetery because we were scared. Another experience that I had in the Paris Cemetery happened to me at a much later age. I was probably around 17, and it was late in the night and early morning, probably around 1 or 2 a.m., and my brother and his girlfriend at the time and myself and a few friends had been hanging out, but many of our friends had already left for the night and called it a night, including my brother, which had just recently fallen asleep. My brother's girlfriend at the time and myself decided we weren't quite ready to call it a night, and we came up with the idea to take a creepy late night stroll in the cemetery. And I remember that we were kind of sketched out about going to the cemetery so late, you know, there's normal operating hours and I wouldn't advise anyone to go in there because it's actually considered trespassing if you're in there when it's supposed to be closed. But there was a little side gate that was open that we could actually drive through and that's what we did. We pulled through and we parked in a dark location that wasn't lit up so people from the street couldn't see my car. So I parked my car in a dark location and I turned my headlights off and we were just kind of sitting there, you know, taking in the cemetery and just uh, talking and observing our surroundings. And the way that the cemetery is set up, there's literally a neighborhood that's connected to the cemetery that's just separated by like a privacy fence. And the backyards of these houses that live on the adjacent street lead right up to the entrance of the cemetery. And although I had turned my headlights off to my car when I parked, there was still a little bit of illumination going on from like a street lamp that was nearby. I just remember there being like an orange glow from one of those classic street lights. 
and once my headlights had been off for a little while and our eyes adjusted to the darkness, we could kind of see around ourselves pretty well. And anyway, we had gotten out of our car and we just kind of walked around the cemetery and did a lap and came back to the car and decided we should call it a night. It was getting pretty late. Before we left and I turned on my car and my headlights, we were about to leave and that's when it happened. Both my brother's girlfriend and I saw and witnessed a shadow figure. And the shadow appeared as like a full body figure. I don't know if it was a male or female, but it looked like a full size, normal shaped human. And the shadow of it actually appeared on the privacy fence that led to the backyards of the surrounding neighborhood. And the light that made it become a shadow was actually the little street light that I was talking about. It was like an orange glow. So the light that was shining down was orange, shining down onto the privacy fence. And then there was a shadow figure standing there and projecting on the fence. So we were just sitting there kind of freaked out. And I wasn't sure if my brother's girlfriend saw it or not. And then just as quickly as it appeared... The shadow that was on the fence just kind of walked off and it got out of range of the street light so we could no longer see the shadow. And I asked my brother's girlfriend, I was like, did you see that? And she was like, yeah, it was a shadow that was a person on that fence. But we had just gotten back in the car and been walking out there and we knew there was no one else out there because we were sitting right there. So I got out of my car and kind of investigated and looked around to make sure, you know, no one was there and just try to validate the experience we just had. And upon investigating and trying to figure out what had happened, I decided to try to recreate the shadow figure that we had just saw. And by using the street light that was shining down and the privacy fence kind of as a canvas, I discovered in order to recreate the shadow the same size as what we witnessed in the same position on the fence, the figure would have had to been standing directly in front of my car where it was parked to project it in the same way it was on that privacy fence. There is no way that there could have been someone standing there without us seeing it would have been right in front of us. We would have noticed somebody. So till this day, this story still remains one of those unexplained, strange experiences. Seeing a shadow figure in and of itself is pretty creepy. But when you see it at like two in the morning in a cemetery, it's pretty spooky. Now, because there wasn't much to do in my hometown, I spent quite some time in the cemetery. And I have to say, for the most part, I didn't really experience much there. But all of the stories that I'm telling you tonight happened at that cemetery. Now these next clips and experiences that I'm about to share with you happened at a much later date. This happened in the year 2017. And my brother and I had been messing around with this paranormal app that I downloaded. And there's some debate and skepticism whether or not some of these paranormal apps are like legit or not. And that's why we downloaded this and was messing around with it. And the app that we were using was the Huff Paranormal SCD2. And I don't know if you all are familiar or not with Steve Huff on YouTube of Huff Paranormal. And he teamed up with Ghost Hunter Apps and they released this app, SCD2. And basically what it is, is it's two effect pedals. It's like a reverb and a pitch. 
and you have a built-in recorder that you can record, but I use my external recorder to record the audio. And if you haven't seen any of Steve Huff's videos, I will link his YouTube page in the show notes, but he specializes in direct communication, and he uses this app along with some of his own devices that he builds called like Wonder Boxes. And he has a few more developed in other different prototypes called other things, but he's well known for his Wonder Box. And his Wonder Boxes are pretty awesome. They have like crystals and they have effect pedals built in and speakers and amps. And it's all combined into this like awesome looking Wonder Box that he calls it. And he runs his SCD2 app or other apps through this Wonder Box device and gets really like crystal clear, intelligent responses. So I decided I wanted to try out this app and first I had to buy a tablet, a Windows tablet that it would work on and so I got a refurbished tablet and I downloaded the app and then took it out for a test drive at the cemetery in Paris with my brother. Now I didn't have a fancy wonder box like Steve Huff, I just had the tablet and the internal speakers of the tablet and a external recording device of my own, my little digital voice recorder. And the day me and my brother decided to go test it out, it was actually kind of raining outside so we stayed in the car for the most part and just kind of cracked the window and parked under a tree so the rain wouldn't get in too bad and we asked these questions just using the app parked there beside some of the grave sites and it's a little bit creepy because we didn't even get outside of the car and go to headstones or anything we stayed in the car and we got not only communication through the app but we also even got evps as if the spirits were in the car with us so i'm about to play you a clip from that day at the cemetery using that app so this first clip is you will hear me say is there anyone here that wants to talk with us and you will hear a response come through the app that says sure jesse now it's not clear like that and with this app you don't always get clear responses and when i was editing these clips i had to slow down some of the responses to become clear and kind of change the speed so that's why it's sometimes they come through sounding a little weird so here comes this clip now. Is there anybody here that wants to speak with us? Let's listen to that one more time. Like I said, it's not crystal clear. You kind of have to listen for it. Take a listen. Is there anybody here that wants to speak with us? So it's like the voice first says Jess and then it's like E. It's kind of creepy that it knows my name. Now for this next clip, I suggest you wear headphones because it is a faint whisper of an EVP, but it says, hey, get out. So take a listen. This next EVP is a voice that sounds like to me is saying, help me. Take a listen. To get myself into the Halloween spirit this morning, I was listening to this old audio in the cemetery and I came across a crazy realization and it 
truly gave me goosebumps when I've connected the dots here. I'm just going to walk you through these series of clips and kind of explain each part of each clip to you. So here comes the first part of the clip. What? Did you just come through a door? Finished. So you'll hear a voice say what and a noise come through the app. And my brother asks, did you just come through a door? And you hear a faint whisper of an EVP say yeah. And then a voice comes through the app that says finished. What? Did you just come through a door? Finished. My brother continues to ask, did anyone come through the door? And then someone says, hello, and I say, hello, who are we speaking with? What's your name? And someone says, I'm looking for John Stanley. Has anyone come through the door? Hello? Hello? Who are we talking with? What's your name? So here I was this morning, three years later, out of curiosity, I decided to do a quick Google search of someone named John Stanley that might live in Paris, Kentucky. And before I continue, I just want to say I mean no disrespect to the dead, and I give my condolences to the surviving family of John Stanley. But my Google search led me to an obituary to a man named Johnny Stanley that passed away June 22nd of 2017. And then I went back to look at the date that I uploaded this original video with this investigation, and it was June 24th of 2017. So just two days after Johnny Stanley had passed away, I was getting a voice requesting and looking for Johnny Stanley in the cemetery. I promise to you all I did not set this up. I did not know Johnny Stanley. I only put two to two together this morning in 2020 on Halloween when I was listening back to this audio. And then the last part of this clip, it sounds like a door closing. <laughs> I don't want to speculate too much, or maybe this is a stretch, but this could be some amazing evidence. First, we heard a noise that kind of sounded like a door opening, so my brother asked if someone came through a door. And then we got a voice saying hello, and I asked who we're speaking with, and then we have a voice saying they're looking for John Stanley. And John Stanley passed away two days prior to this recording. And then after the voice comes across looking for John Stanley, we hear a noise that somewhat sounds like a door closing. Now, could have this been John Stanley crossing over to the other side? Is that what we recorded that day? I don't know. Was that a spirit guide looking for John and they were requesting, where's John Stanley? I have no idea. I don't want to speculate too much. But I do think it is a huge coincidence that I recorded two days later a voice looking for someone that had just passed away. In this next clip, there's actually a reference to going through the door. You will hear a voice come through the app that says no one appears to notice us, and then you'll hear a whisper say, yeah. And then my brother says, what do we not notice? 
and then a voice comes through the app that says that I was headed through the door. No one appears to notice it. What do we not notice? That I was headed through the door. So here we have a voice saying, I was headed through the door. So maybe there is this door, this portal that people cross over through that we are communicating with. This next clip is pretty creepy, and I'm really getting creeped out that we got so many EVPs by just sitting in our car and being parked at the cemetery. We weren't even outside the cemetery, so how are we getting these voices inside of our car? But that's exactly what this clip is, is an EVP. You'll hear me say, did it just say Holt? Because I thought I heard the app say the name Holt, and there was a tombstone that had the last name Holt on it. And I say, did it just say Holt? And then you hear a crystal clear EVP of what sounds like a little girl or a little kid say, Holt. And just take a listen. Did it say Holt? Holt, is there a... Did it say Holt? Holt, is there a... In this next clip, you'll hear me ask, is it hard for you to talk with us? And you'll hear a voice come through that says, gently, not clearly. Is it hard for you to talk with us? Now, I had to slow this one down quite a bit. That's why it sounds so weird. And it helps support that theory that it's hard for them to communicate with us. And they say we speak gently and not clearly. So that supports the theory of why EVPs are whispers. It's hard for them to come through clearly. Is it hard for you to talk with us? In this next clip, you'll hear me say, we're about to leave. And then you'll hear a voice come through that says, then, uh, there's a Perry Clay. Almost as if they're introducing the next guest on the show or something. So, uh, take a listen to this. We're about to leave. Then, uh... And again, with my astonishment, there actually is a Perry Clay that is buried in the Paris Cemetery. Oliver Perry Clay was born March 27, 1862, and died May 21, 1954, and is buried in the Paris Cemetery. We're about to leave. Then, uh, Perry Clay. And then you'll hear me say, is there a Perry here? And a voice comes through that says, yes, that was me. Is there a Perry here? Yes, that was me. Yes, that was me. And as we were wrapping up the session, I just said, I hope you enjoyed talking to us. And you'll hear a faint EVP that says, we did. And then I say goodbye, and you hear a voice say, thank you, guys. And, of course, me and my brother say, thank you. (laughs) It was crazy. We hope you enjoyed talking to us. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. 
Thank, Thank you. you. We hope you enjoyed talking to us. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And that's going to do it for tonight's Halloween episode. If you made it this far, you made it to the end, and I want to thank you guys. I want to wish you guys a very happy Halloween. And again, if you enjoy this show, give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you listen to. And of course, if you see anything spooky tonight, be sure to report it here. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.